I guess that's my cue, so here I go. This is uh, Craig F. Uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma area, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, to be exact. Um, and uh, I uh, always appreciate the opportunity to speak. Um, uh, I feel like speaking gives me the uh, a motivation to kind of focus on my uh, myself to say, you know, how am I doing? Because if I'm getting ready to share, I, I want to be sure that I'm um, uh, that I'm fit to share. That I that I'm uh, not going to talk about things that aren't true. Uh, you know, in other words, uh, uh, I got to walk it if I'm going to talk it. So anyway, um, I I believe that uh, I was born a compulsive overeater. The Invitation to you says that uh, we've come to believe that the causes of this disease are not important, that what deserves the attention of the still-suffering compulsive overeater is this. There's a proven and workable method by which we might arrest this illness. So that tells me that I don't need to know for sure whether I was uh, it was nature or nurture. I don't need to know for sure uh, whether it was both. Um, you know, I can look back. I, I thought for a long time. I have, you know, I'm, I have an engineering degree and an architectural degree. That I, I'm really kind of technical in that way, and I thought for a long time it was like working on my car, that if I could uh, figure out how it got broken or what was broken, that I could replace the part or turn the screw or tighten the belt, and I could make it run right. Uh, in other words, I could fix this if I could figure out what caused it, and, and nothing could be further from the truth, uh, you know, that's, uh, there isn't a uh, there isn't a big book chapter on figure it out. Uh, there's not any literature that says we figured it out, uh, and uh, so uh, figuring it out doesn't help. Um, uh, you know, understanding some things about my childhood helps me to to in some areas of my life, but it doesn't it doesn't remove the uh, the compulsive overeating. Um, my uh, uh, childhood was a pretty good one compared to most, I think. Uh, you know, I had two uh, uh, parents, two good parents that uh, uh, both went to the same high school I did. They were in the same small town that I grew up in. I was surrounded by a lot of family. Uh, I have, uh, uh, believe it or not, about 100 first cousins, uh, all on my mother's side. She was from a family of 16 kids. Uh, and most of them lived in the area. So uh, it kind of, in a school of, uh, there was a, uh, 120 kids or so in my high school, and I was related to about half of them, which cut the dating possibilities down, but uh, made it, it, it kind of interesting. You were, uh, uh, you, you were with family no matter what you did. Um, but uh, anyway, I grew up in that environment. Um, I, uh, you know, I have some things from my childhood that uh, that I, I still work on. Uh, I, I um, am, uh, I'm six foot four, and I got this tall uh, when I was still in uh, junior high. Uh, I, everybody thought I was going to be six, 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 seven. Uh, you know, that was kind of the common talk. I had a great grandfather that was six, six, and and uh, you know. And somehow, for some reason or whatever, I stopped growing at, at 14. 
but uh, that was still tall enough. And, uh, you know, I was a head taller than the other kids in my class in grade school. And that kind of played on my mind. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, in my uh, childhood brain, I couldn't separate being big from being fat. And I always felt, I felt big. I felt fat. And, uh, you know, that was part of my, uh, part of my attitude. I also uh, felt, um, uh, different than, and, you know, that's not unusual for people, but, but, uh, you know, for me, I medicated that I, I learned to medicate my, my feelings of food. It made me feel better. And even though that doesn't make sense, um, in, in, in some regard, because if I feel bad about myself, cause I'm too big, why would I eat more? But, um, I, I did so, but the weight didn't really, wasn't really a problem until I got, um, uh, uh, in, in high school because my, uh, my mother controlled our portions at mealtime and, uh, um, we wasn't, uh, the availability to just run to the store. We live kind of out in the country slightly, you know, at the edge of town. And, uh, we couldn't just run to the grocery store, run to, to somewhere to get food. Um, so my opportunities to overeat were limited. I, I, uh, and I was so active as a child that uh, uh, growing up, I played basketball. I, I, if I if I was if the weather was decent at all, I was outside shooting baskets or hitting my baseballs or doing something of that nature, uh, running the fields, uh, hunting, fishing, uh, doing the kind of outdoor things that burning off calories. So, in spite of the fact that I know I had the obsession and I know I had the allergy because I can look back and see the examples of it in, in my life. Um, I didn't have the consequences yet. Um, when I turned 16 in Kansas, my, the restrictions came off of my driver's license, and uh, I, I had a car, I had a job, and uh, now I could go wherever I wanted to go easily. And uh, I could uh, I also, uh, because I was as tall as I was, I could go to a neighboring town and usually buy beer, and nobody questioned me, so um, the uh, weight began to come on uh, that summer. And I reported for football my junior year of high school at 240 pounds. And at 6'4", now the basketball coach said, wait a minute, you've got to take off 20 pounds before basketball starts. And uh, so my mother helped me, and we came up with a, a diet, quote-unquote. Now, I, I look back at that and kind of laugh because... I never quit drinking beer and I never quit drinking, uh, uh, sugared pop. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, uh, did follow the little food plan we put together. And with that, and the fact that I was running every night in football practice and, uh, doing those sorts of things, I, I took 20 pounds off and kept it off until I graduated high school. And I thought uh, that was easy. I thought, what you know, that, dieting is no big deal, keeping my weight under control. I remember that kind of an arrogant thought that I was able to able to do that with, with ease. Um, but it, it, it didn't stay that way. Um, you know, when I got uh, old enough, I got, I got married young and I had a family to support. I got a job. All of a sudden, you're not running and playing basketball and, and, and doing those sorts of things. You're, you're, and more a little more sedentary working and uh, uh i uh, uh the weight started to come on um, i uh, uh 
went from that 220 that I graduated high school at um, to, uh, uh, and I look back at the progression, and it was about 10 pounds a year uh, if you could draw a straight line, but it wasn't a straight line. It was up and down and up and down, jagged for the next 40 years. Um, that'll get me to about 400 pounds before I get to OA. But um, I, uh, uh, I, I was trying to control it the whole time. I, I was trying to do diets. I did uh, uh, pain ways uh, three different times. We did uh, we did uh, the uh, uh, cabbage soup cleanse was a favorite uh, for both my wife and I. We you eat only they all any only cabbage soup for two weeks. And, uh, you know, I mean, you talk about messing up your system, but boy, you could take some weight off in a hurry and and then, uh, go back to eating regularly and, you know, talk about messing up your system. Um, but I did that multiple times and, uh, I did the 500 calorie a day diet from a doctor. Uh, the doctor, uh, you know, gave me amphetamines and gave me vitamin B shots and he gave me the hormone shots that are distilled from the urine of pregnant women and uh, that uh, 500 calorie a day diet. I, I remember I went from uh, 290 down to about to under 240 uh, in a fairly short period of time. The problem was that between the, the restricted calories and the uh, amphetamines, my, I couldn't hold my hand still. My hand started shaking and uh, I was in architectural school at the time. And, uh, I couldn't hold my hand still to draw, and and that that's kind of deadly. So I um, I stopped. I was on my way up to my design to the design studio at the university, and uh, I uh, stopped at a grocery store. And my thought was, I'll get some herbal tea, and the herbal tea will help calm my nerves, and maybe I can hold my hand still. Um, I went into the grocery store, and they had. Uh, sandwich cookies for sale uh, at, at the counter when I went to pay for the herbal tea. And I thought, I'll get those and I'll just eat a couple. And uh, I'll take the, bo- the sack of cookies, the box of uh, package of cookies up to the studio with me and then everybody else can have some cookies too. And, uh, you know, that was what I told myself. And uh, I got out to the car and opened the package of cookies and uh, uh, it was uh, about two miles up to the studio, and the cookies didn't make it. Um, uh, I did. Uh, it, it it calmed my hand down, and that was the end of that diet, uh, you know, because I'd lost about all the weight I needed to lose anyway. But what I didn't understand then, nobody had explained to me. Uh, I didn't have the knowledge of the allergy, that I had triggered the allergy in doing that. And I couldn't understand why it had been so easy after I'd gotten on it to stay on that 500 calories a day, and all of a sudden I couldn't keep my hands off of food. Uh, you know, I just thought it was a reaction to the diet in a way, but I realize now that I had triggered that allergy, and the more I ate, the more I triggered the allergy. And the more I triggered the allergy uh, without um, without a spiritual solution to my spiritual malady, uh, I, I was lost, and uh, I was back in the food. And, and that, and that weight that I took off came back on fairly quickly too. Uh, I tried a drinking, the drinking man's diet. That was one of my favorites. That was a, uh, uh, cause I'm alcoholic as well. 
Um, I uh, it was a shot of whiskey and a small steak three times a day, and I lost weight on that diet. Uh, not good for your system. My brother-in-law was doing it with me, and he had been uh, he passed out on the toilet and fell against the door of the bathroom, and uh, couldn't. We couldn't get the door open to get him out, and I had to put my son through the window uh, to, and my small son through the bathroom window, and he to drag him away from the door enough that I could get the door open that we could get to him uh, on that. And uh, so my mother-in-law threw a fit, and of course we stopped that diet. Uh, but those are some of the unhealthy things that I did to try to get healthy, and and and. and it made sense at the time. Um, at about 40, I've been married 20 years now. I got married at 19. Uh, uh, at around 39 years of age, my uh, uh, wife had decided we'd had two sons, and they were uh, getting towards one of them had graduated high school, and the other one was in his final years. And, and uh, my now wife decided she'd had enough of me, and she wanted out. Uh, she uh, uh, took me to the airport. I was traveling. She took me to the airport and uh, handed me a letter out the window of the car that said, uh, as she hit the gas, about tore my hand off because she didn't want to be there because she was afraid of my temper. When uh, she sped off, and the note was an inventory of me that was pretty accurate, but uh, telling me she wanted a divorce. Um, in order to get a divorce in Arizona at the time, and that's where we were living, um, you had to, if you had minor children, you had to uh, see a counselor to make sure the marriage couldn't be safe for the sake. And since the one son was still a minor, we had to go to counselors, and we went to separate counselors because I don't think my ex-wife was any was interested in saving the marriage anyway, and so uh, to satisfy the legal requirement. But I went to a counselor, and, you know, it's one of those things of God. The counselor I went to was 20 years sober in AA. And he listened to me for an hour. And uh, when, when, I was, when we were done talking after the hour, he said, here's what I think you need to do. He said, I think you need to go to Overeaters Anonymous. And when you've been going for a year and you're ready to be honest with me, he said, come back and see me. Now that, that that irritated me. It, 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 it did. I I I don't want to admit it, but I, you know, the thought of punching him in the mouth crossed my mind. You know, when you mean not, but I hadn't been honest with him. The truth of the matter is that I just thought I was a slicker liar than I was. Um, and he was, you know, you know, you can't bullshit a bullshitter, and and uh, you know, I, I hadn't been, I'd been less than honest with him, and. But he he recommended that, and I you know I needed I needed knew I needed to do something. I was uh, I weighed 400 pounds, 410 pounds actually at the time. Um, I had been to a doctor who had uh, told me that I was going to drown in my own juices, and uh, gentle I, and, reminder. Uh, and and uh, so that scared me, <laughs> um, and so I went to the I went to the uh, I went. I went to. Uh, uh, I went to Overeaters Anonymous. Got a sponsor, and I'd like to tell you that was 32 years ago, last March. And boy, would I love to tell you that I've been absent for 32 years, but it isn't the case. 
I got abstinent right away. I got a good food plan. I had a decent sponsor. Um, I was uh, survive. I was going to uh, two meetings a day. Uh, I, my job situation at the time allowed me to do that. Um, I took off weight. Uh, I was going to the gym every day. I was going through a divorce. I didn't have much else to do. Um, uh, you know, in my first ten months in the program, I went from four ten down back down to to uh, two sixty, and uh, boy, I was feeling pretty full of myself. My ego was pretty high. Uh, I remember a cautionary tale: the, a guy walked in a meeting, uh, OA meeting, and everybody knew him, and and, uh, and I think his name was Bill, and they were going, Bill, Bill, how you been? How are you? And I said, Bill, hi, how are you? And and, and, and I, I got to know him. I wanted to know who he was. And I started because there weren't too many men around. And he said that he'd come in, he'd gotten abstinent, and uh, he he said that uh, uh, he went on the speaker tour. And, and that's why everybody knows him. He said, I was speaking everywhere there was. And uh, he said, the fact of the matter is, I never worked the steps. And, and he said, you can't do this program uh, forever on meetings and fellowship. And that's exactly what I was doing. And I never saw Bill again, but I've never forgot him either. And I, 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 I never could work the steps. I, I would I, I, I would say I never could. I never did. I just didn't do it. I, I was willful about certain things and I just didn't, I just didn't follow through. And, and as a result, what I would do is I, I would get abstinent. I would stay abstinent for a while. And, and that day would come when things didn't go my way. Work didn't work out. The girlfriend didn't do what I wanted her to do. The job didn't, didn't you know, whatever it was. And, and sooner or later, I'd find myself back in the food. And, uh, you know, I'd get a month. I'd get six months. I'd get, you know, uh, we've all seen the pattern. I, it was uh, uh, the OA two-step, you know. Uh, relapse recovery, relapse recovery, relief recovery, relief recovery. Um, what happened to me is in, in relapse, I ended up getting up to 520 pounds. Uh, I ended up in the hospital with a, a septic infection and the lymphedema in my legs. This is uh, six years ago last fall. Um, and I couldn't walk. And a doctor told, tells me that I have a 25% chance of dying from the infection in my legs, and that even if they get the infection under control, I have a 40% chance of losing my legs at the knees. And uh, I, I was wanting her to n not to keep me in the hospital, to let me take the antibiotics and put a pick line in, and I just changed the bag because that way I could keep going to work because, you know, my ego says I'm too important to not be there. But so she told me that and it scared me to death and I lay there in that hospital room that night and I cried out to God and I said you know I, I'm all in God I, I, I knew that the, I was in the situation I was in because I hadn't done exactly what I needed knew I needed to do you know I hadn't I hadn't given myself completely to the simple program you know I hadn't been willing to go to any lengths and and you know it was it was about to cost me my life or my legs or both and uh, I, I, I was uh, uh, I was defeated. I was at the bottom, and, uh, and I called out to God that night. And my my good friend Kelly here in town um, gave me uh, the numbers for vision, 
for you, and she gave me my sponsor's phone number, who may be listening, I hope, Harlan, and uh, said, call this guy. I think he might be a good uh, good, good sponsor for you. And uh, I called him the next day. I was in the hospital for three weeks, and we, by the time I got came home at the end of the three weeks, he had me making amends. I, I was on my amends phase of my uh, of working the steps. Um, I've been abstinent ever since. Uh, I've, I've sponsored and sponsored and sponsored a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I wish I could say that all of them made it, but just like I could say I wish I had 32 years of abstinence, that isn't the case. But the case is I've stayed abstinent, you know, I, I, by willing, being willing to give it away. And, and I've grown. I, I, I know that I've grown. I know that I've changed. And I, I know that I continue to change through that process of the self-sacrifice of, and, and work with others, you know, enlarging my spiritual life, like it says at the bottom of page 14 and the top of page 15. We, we enlarge our spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. And uh, it, it, it's been a uh, it, it's been the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. And, uh, you know, it continues to grow. And... Uh, I, I continue to grow through it, and I pr- I'm appreciative of it. And so, since that is my time, then I'm going to say thank you, and I'll give my number as soon as uh, we take the recording off. Thank you very much. <laughs>